0: Hello! Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called A Contest of the Gods, a classic story from Greek mythology adapted by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Theo and Clara and their family, Phoenix and Polly Reeves and their family, Tyler from Chicago and his family, and Naremi and Alba and their family. Thank you so much, Alba, Narimi, Tyler, Polly, Phoenix, Clara, and Theo. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please head to patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. For as little as $1 per month, our Patreon subscribers also gain access to a special commercial-free feed with all of our past episodes on it. The feed works with any podcast player, and you can email us if you need help setting it up. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! A Contest of the Gods Long ago, in ancient Greece, a beautiful new city was formed. Though it had no name, it was the greatest city in all the world. Its people were kind and clever, the inventors of architecture and democracy. Its fields were green and ripe, and its trees were heavy with fruit. Even its buildings were beautiful. They were made of marble, and their sides rose and fell in graceful arches, like rainbows frozen white. Like a little one tucked into bed. The city nestled cozy in a valley beside a great, craggy cliff. That cliff was, and still is, known as the Acropolis. And on the Acropolis, with a vaulting, domed roof supported by burnished columns, was the Parthenon, the greatest and most important building in the city with no name. It was there, on the steps of that great building, that the people of the city gathered to hear the king speak. The king was named Sacrops, and he was extraordinary. From the waist up, he was a normal man, but instead of legs, he had a thick, snake-like tail. Despite his strangeness, he was a good king and brought much wisdom to the city. Once everyone had gathered, King Sacrops called out to the gods and goddesses of ancient Greece, asking which among them wanted the beautiful city to be named after them. In the moment it takes to blink, Athena, the goddess of wisdom and combat, appeared. Athena was the daughter of Zeus, god of all gods, and on the day she was born she had sprung fully formed from his forehead, already wise and knowing. She was robed in a flowing dress so white it almost hurt to look upon. From under a golden helmet her thick hair flowed in waves. In one deft hand, she held a slender spear, straight and tipped with a razor sharp teardrop of iron. The people of the nameless city cheered. They at last had a goddess to dedicate their shining city to. But before the cheers had died, there was a roar, and the air was thick with the smells of salt and fish. In a splash of water came Poseidon, god of the sea, brother of Zeus, the god of all gods, and uncle to Athena. He was naked but for a robe about his waist, and though he walked on two legs, it was known that they transformed into a mermaid's tail when the god was in the sea. His hair was a sea-soaked brown streaked with white, his skin like driftwood. In his hand was also a spear, but his was three-pronged for fishing and better known as a trident. When Poseidon appeared, the people of the city cheered all the louder. They had both a god and a goddess who wanted to claim their city, but they couldn't name it after both. The gods started to argue, and fearing a battle, King Sacrops quickly stepped in. Athena, Poseidon, he said, hands raised in peace. You are both among the mightiest of the gods, and if we had two cities, we would surely honor you both. However, we have just one city and beautiful as it may be, we can only honor one of you. Thus, I propose a contest. A contest seems fair, said Athena, who was often called on to judge such contests between other gods and mortals because she was so fair and wise. Yes, a contest, boomed Poseidon, who always loved a chance to show off his strength and powers. Good, good, said King Secrops. You should both give a gift to the city. Whichever gift makes our great city even greater shall be honored for eternity with the name. Do you agree? The people of the nameless city cheered their king. Wise as they were, they saw the cleverness in the contest. No matter which god won, the city would receive a gift from both. I agree, said Athena with a smile. I as well, bellowed Poseidon. Very well, said the king, clapping his hands. Who would like to go first? I'm going first, declared Poseidon, pushing rudely past Athena. Though be warned, my gift will be so grand you won't even want to see what my niece has to offer. He took a few steps away and hefted his trident. The god and the weapon both seemed to grow larger and the people of the nameless city heard the sound of crashing waves echoing in their ears. With a roar, Poseidon threw his trident at the rocky stone of the Acropolis. It hit with an earthquake and thunderclap. The ground split apart and water bubbled up in frothy swells. Soon it was leaping from the crack like a fountain. The people cheered. A spring of water, high upon a hill too rocky for a well. Truly, it was a wonder. Those nearby bent to drink, but they immediately spat and wiped their lips. Salt! They cried. It's seawater! What are we to do with this? We can't drink it. Our animals can't drink it. It would even kill our crops. Too late, they realized that Poseidon was the god of the seas, and the waters he controlled were salt waters, not fresh. What's more, they had missed Poseidon's meaning behind the gift, enraging the god ungrateful mortals, he bellowed. I give you the gifts of strength and the sea. Choose me and I'll splinter the ships of your enemies and drown their soldiers beneath my waves. But go on, see if Athena's gift is any better. What does she have to offer that is better than my might? Much and more. Pay attention, uncle, Athena said. She too hefted her spear but instead of throwing it as Poseidon had, she dipped it lightly into the earth, making the smallest of holes. She pulled the spear free again and set it to the side, God and King and peoples looking on breathlessly. Athena then bent over the hole and buried something too small to see. When she stood again, a smile shone on her face. What is it? said Poseidon, impatiently shifting from foot to foot, the earth rumbling beneath him. Patience would become thee, uncle, she said, and stretched out her hand, for it's a seed, and all seeds require patience above all. As they watched, the seed trembled in the earth and then began to grow. It climbed to the height of the king and then higher still, not stopping until it equaled Poseidon. It had a rich brown bark and silvery green leaves, and its branches hung low with plump fruits in green and purple hues. It's beautiful, my goddess, said King Sacrops, but I must confess I have never seen such a tree. It's the first of its kind, made just for your city, said Athena. I call it an olive tree, and it will be the heart that sustains your people. Athena then showed them all the ways the olive tree would sustain the citizens of the nameless city. Its fruit, the olive, could be eaten whole, and it was healthy. It could also be pressed to make a rich, flavorful oil that they could use not only for cooking, but to burn in lamps to keep the darkness away. The wood of the tree itself was also excellent for building homes and boats. Even the leaves could be woven into crowns the people of the Nameless City cheered Athena as the victor of the contest. Poseidon left in a fit, using his powers to flood several fields on his way back to the sea. Athena stayed and helped the people of the Nameless City, showing them how to grow more and more of their special new tree. And it's said that even today, every olive tree on earth is descended from that first tree created by Athena. And the nameless city at last had a name. And while this all happened long, long ago, you can still visit that city today. Just look for Athens, city of Athena, the shining beacon of ancient Greece. The End Today's story, A Contest of the Gods, was a classic story from Greek mythology adapted by Daniel Hines and performed by me, Amanda Weldon. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and receive a thank you in a future episode, please head to patreon.com stories and make a pledge. Then send an email to amanda at storiespodcast.com and let us know who to thank. Thanks for listening!